Before this episode of The Columnist, a quick note of thanks to everyone who has listened to this show. I'd love it if you would do a quick favor, rate and review The Columnist wherever you are listening to these episodes. And while I've got you, please share the show with your friends, family, and colleagues. It all helps us to continue to do this show, which we love doing and want to share it with as many people as possible. The Columnist is part of the Bad Producer Podcast Network. You can find all of our shows at badproducerproductions.com. That's enough from me. Now, Justin Smith's The Columnist. I'm Justin Smith, a writer and radio guy in Melbourne, and this is The Columnist. And this is the column I wrote for the Herald Sun, April 27. The headline is, Only in Victoria is Bail Dished Out for Slavery. And this is what I wrote. It's a shock to find out slavery still exists in the world. And not just in some plantation on a continent far away from this one, but instead just up the road in Mount Waverley. Then it's a bigger shock to discover the Victorian justice system would convict two people of slavery and yet still release them on bail that same day. But it happened. Last week, Kandasami and Kamathini Kanan were found guilty of intentionally possessing a slave and intentionally exercising power over a slave. This ghastly husband and wife team kept a female slave in their house for eight years and forced her to cook and clean and take care of their three children. The poor woman, who had been brought out from India, was trapped in the couple's house and starved of food, sleep, freedom and a proper wage as she worked for up to 23 hours a day. And when she didn't work hard enough, she suffered terrifying abuse, like having hot water poured over her if she tried to rest. When the authorities finally found her, she weighed just 40 kilos and had serious health conditions that had been left untreated. And you can only imagine her psychological condition. It's the kind of inhumanity that would make even an 1830s Virginian tobacco farmer blush with shame. And the crimes are made even more terrible because they weren't committed in a single moment of stupidity or passion. Instead, these two woke up every morning for year after year to be slave owners. And then, when the slave woman's family tried to bring her home to India, they were told to get fucked. It takes a particular kind of evil to repeatedly commit a crime like this and then abuse anyone who tries to stop it. Thankfully, they were caught and have been convicted, and let's hope they get something close to the maximum penalty of 25 years in jail. But why were they let free on bail for something so terrible? Here's where the system buggered it up. After the convictions, the Canaans were released because there was no one else to look after their three teenage children. The Supreme Court judge said the couple had failed to make arrangements for the welfare of their kids and so he was forced into letting them free until the pre-sentence hearing in two months. He said the slave owners had effectively placed a gun at the court's head because they hadn't planned for the eventuality of a guilty verdict. So let me get this straight. The court was relying on two slave owners to do the right thing. Well, you really have to admire the optimism of our judiciary. The rest of us would think if a person is capable of being a slave owner every day for eight years, they're capable of almost anything else, including manipulating the court. And surely this decision is going to come as a giant surprise to anyone who thought Victoria had a capable and compassionate child protection system. 
because the only option the judge could see was to leave the children in the care of two slave owners. Now, nothing is ever simple. Two of the children have autism and the third has severe psychological problems. But I would guess any issue the children have will not be helped by the presence of criminals, even if they are their parents. Surely in this state we have well-trained counsellors and carers who look after all kinds of children with very little notice. And if we don't, perhaps that's something we need to fix immediately. But I think we do. Legally, the state has the right to remove children from dangerous and abusive environments and when parents are incapable of caring for them. This case gets worse too. The trial went for 10 weeks and the jury deliberated for two days. Yet in all that time, no one seemed to have considered a scenario where the Canaans would be found guilty and placed in remand for sentencing. I can understand the judge criticising the couple and their defence team for not making the arrangements, but why wasn't child protection alerted to this possibility weeks ago by someone else? Instead, we relied on people who pour hot water on slaves. And why are they out on bail for two months? Why not just a week so they can make arrangements for the children and then be taken into custody? Instead, we failed and they're at home. Although it will not be all roses for the Canaans, they will have to cook and clean and care for the children without the help of any slaves. I'm sure this will be a real bugger for them. So that's what I wrote. I'll keep writing. Let's talk soon. Columnist by Justin Smith and Bad Producer Productions. Understanding the world we live in by understanding what you're going through, one conversation at a time.